got no public speakers. Have Thank you, everyone. Um, I have received um, no apologies for absence unless Councillor John Freeman is not here. Oh, he is. So, okay. <laughs> Anyone else? Could I give Councillor Pars apologies, please, Madam Chairman? No declarations of interest. So moving on to um, item two, appointment of the Chief Exec. Um, we are going to receive and consider the recommendation of the Chief Executive Appointments Task Group meeting on the 17th and 19th of November on the appointment of a Chief Executive and to approve the terms and conditions applying to the post. And I believe Howard will lead on this. Okay, uh, good evening everybody and uh, thank you for coming this evening. Um, as has uh, been indicated, um, this council set up the Chief Executive Appointment Task Group um, some months ago uh, to um, uh, go through the process of uh, selecting uh, a, a new Chief Executive that we could put to council, uh, which is obviously tonight. Um, and uh, that group uh, was a cross-party. Um, uh, it was myself uh, and the other two leaders, as well as the deputy leader, and Paul Davis, who is the chairman of the group, uh, of the administration's group. Um, the first thing we did was to ask Colin Rockall, who's in the room this evening, uh, to be our mentor on the process. Um, and we're very grateful to Colin for all the work that he has done. We went, then went through a, um, a recruitment process uh, for um, a, a, a recruitment uh, agency um, and uh, had uh, three options and chose a company called Solace, who this council has used before and are particularly experienced in local government appointments. Um, and uh, they duly got underway. The uh, task group agreed the person's specification uh, so that uh, we, we, we knew what we were looking for and obviously measured uh, the individuals against that. Um, there were 25 um, applicants to the post, which was most encouraging. Um, and then uh, after our first review meeting with Solace, uh, we narrowed that down to 12. Um, there were then uh, technical interviews in London with Solace, and we, were then, we then went, met with them and, and narrowed the group down to six. Uh, of that number, two uh, then withdrew. Now, it's interesting that uh, they were not actually able to get to London and did those technical interviews over the phone, so it may well be that uh, their heart wasn't totally in it, but um, uh, we were very satisfied with the four we had left as being uh, four very good candidates, and uh, clearly it was going to be a challenge uh, to choose an eventual winner. But uh, through the course of our interview process and the... Um, uh, psychosymmetric testing and other uh, scenarios that uh, uh, Solace went through with those four candidates, we came out with a unanimous uh, preferred candidate in Dawn French. Dawn French 
uh, is uh, currently a commissioning director uh, with Basildon Council. She's been with Basildon since 2005 and has worked previously for Chelmsford and Colchester Councils. Um, now, I'm, I, I'm very conscious that we're, we're asking you to support something that you haven't particularly been part of. Um, and uh, it was good that we had a cross-party group, and it was very good that the party was unanimous. So from that point of view, I hope that you have faith in what was a very robust uh, process. Um, clearly, uh, we can't do a, 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 a selection by me, me reading out the qualities of all the four candidates, but what I can perhaps do is tell you a little bit more about Dawn. Um, so she has extensive leadership experience in local government and has a successful track record in delivering large, complex projects, in improving the delivery of services and working with partners to deliver improved outcomes. And uh, some of her achievements, and I have just uh, this evening, in the last hour, received uh, her, the, her reference from the Chief Executive of Basildon, uh, which wholly supports these achievements and is, is, is a most impressive uh, reference, and concludes that um, uh, if, 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 if well, not hopefully that it will, but he would be very pleased to have Dawn back, and it's, that, that is always a good testimony. So Dawn, uh, in some of her achievements, completed a fundamental review of HR strategy and restructure of HR and OD service to provide a more proactive business-focused support service, generating savings uh, of um, £120,000 by the end of uh, this year. Uh, she has overseen staff satisfaction ratings improve significantly by delivering a high-performing people programme. Uh, she uh, was instrumental in the development, obviously, with, um, with councillors of a new corporate plan in Basildon 2016-20 that is outcomes-focused with resources following priorities. She was a member of the Basildon Excellence Panel, uh, to which uh, Essex County Council transferred its school improvement powers and resources, which has driven up the educational attainment of all Basildon, this is in their new town, primary schools, with the target of meeting Essex average by 2016 and all schools receiving an Ofsted rating of outstanding or good, and in 2013, seven were rated as inadequate. Currently undertaking a fundamental review of marketing and communication strategies to provide a more proactive and coherent narrative for the council and the organisation with a review of channels, resources, skills uh, to follow. Um, and interestingly, she represented the council in China and India at events designed to build stronger relationships, exchange best practice and encourage opportunities for local businesses and the council to trade in these areas. Now, whether we'll be doing the same thing in Uttlesford, time will tell, but an interesting experience and demonstration of... Um, some economic development experience and um, from 2005 to 11 she was the project lead responsible for securing compliance with planning enforcement notices relating to breaches of the green belt at Dales Farm in Grays Hill and many of you will remember that it was a most complicated process that hit our local news channels Tony Ball the leader of Basildon Council at the time was the, the public spokesman but it was Dawn who was the council's gold commander and chair of the council-led multi-agency strategic coordinating group that directed the site clearance operation. In fact, she continues to lead on the recovery of the costs associated with the operation and the return of the land to a state in keeping with its green belt status. 
So I hope that fleshes out a little bit about uh, why uh, the group, um, it wasn't just obviously what was on the paper. Um, as I say, I, I've got on my phone um, Bala, uh, Bala's reference, which is, which is um, exemplary. Um, but also, obviously, throughout the process, uh, at the interview, in all the testing, uh, Dawn did demonstrate her credentials uh, to be our preferred candidate uh, for the next chief executive. So um, I put that to you, um, and, and whether uh, we want to, I don't think we probably want to vote on this in three parts, but there are three parts to it. The second part is you've got to agree her salary. Uh, the post was advertised from, uh, was it 100 or 102, Colin? 102 to 108. Um, but the band actually goes up to 110, and we've agreed a salary of um, 105 with Dawn. And if I told you that they pay higher in Basildon, and Dawn had a range of uh, perks associated with her salary, um, she's not doing it for the money, let's put it that way. Um, so that is the second part. And the final part is that um, Dawn is on a three-month um, uh, term of notice and uh, at the moment that's, that, that is the situation which takes us broadly till the end of February uh, but these things normally uh, are eased uh, as uh, the situation develops at uh, the incumbent uh, organisation so hopefully it will be earlier than that but Dawn is very determined to get into the process, she particularly wants to get into the um, uh, budget planning process and uh, is coming actually in to meet uh, John next week so um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the process but, but it's too short a term of, of a maximum of three months hopefully it'll be including Christmas hopefully nearer to two to make uh, any interim arrangements I think that would be wholly inappropriate so accordingly during um, the uh, interregnum um, in, current, in addition to his current duty Roger Harborough, Harborough will take on the statutory role of head of paid services and Michael Perry will take on the role of returning officer and electoral registration officer um, and uh, obviously the, the, they can, the, their titles um, remain uh, as they are uh, except that um, uh, Rogers uh, adds interim head of paid service um, and Adrian Webb remains the director of finance and corporate services and retains the section 151 officer so in essence in summary um, the three gentlemen retain uh, their current positions work carries on as normal uh, and, uh, but we, we are statutorily bound to have a returning officer and we're statutorily bound to have a head of paid services and uh, um, uh, Michael and uh, Roger will take up those posts. Uh, I uh, meet regularly with the Chief Executive and obviously will continue to do that with the uh, relevant officers. So I hope that you see that as a practical way uh, of operating between now and Dawn's arrival. Uh, so those are the three aspects. Um, I propose the motion um, and... Um, I'll let others second and, uh, uh, and others comment. Are you seconding, Councillor Chambers? I am leader. So I have a second, and I'm sure others may just wish to chip in on this. Uh, and obviously I'm very happy to take any questions. Thank you. Thank you. I believe that Councillor John Lodd would also like to speak. Thank you, Chair. 
Councillor Chambers was very quick on the uptake. I was going to second that as I'd been part of the process, but very happy that that's already happened. Um, can't add a great deal to what Howard has said. He's gone, gone through the, uh, the process pretty comprehensively, and I think the process was comprehensive. Thank you to to Colin for, for guiding us through it and um, I, w I, was, I was personally impressed with Solace who, uh, uh, who carried out the bulk of the work, the early screening and presented to us the candidates uh, in, the, uh, in the final selection for, for our own interview and I think that the, the, the process then within the working group worked extremely well there, there, there was no way in which we were, we were separated on political grounds, we were there to make a non political appointment and to get the very best chief executive to take that on. So uh, just, just to say for the benefit of I was very, very, very happy with the process uh, and I'm very, very pleased to uh, support the appointment uh, of Don French. Councillor Dean. Just to endorse everything that the uh, leader of the council has said uh, and, and, and John Lodge as well. Uh, it was um, a thorough and a robust process. It was a process which was plentiful in paper, uh, having spent most of a Sunday and most of a Monday wading through that much in terms of the original 25 applications. And for those who are interested, it's certainly not a job you can do on an iPad. Um, and uh, and we, we, as I say, we all work together. I'm pleased at the outcome. Um, we, we worked hard. And, and again, I'll, I'll thank Solace and, and Colin and, and the team who supported us. It was, we worked well together. Uh, we sometimes challenged them and they came back with new information. And that's really what it's about. It's about work, slowly working it out. And, and slowly we whittled it down. You know, and we probably got to a stage where there were several people. Uh, we didn't toss a coin, but um, you know, but in other words, there were there were more than one person who, <clears throat> several people who could have done the job. But you have to make a decision, and we made a decision, and I, I fourth it or whatever, wherever we are in the uh, nomination process. Councillor Asker. Thank you, Chair. Um, I'm sure that uh, the cross-party team have chosen well. Um, I don't wish to put any dark points on it, but I would just like to question if there is anything else that we should be aware of within the package being offered to the new Chief Exec, uh, including the trial period. Thank you. Uh, you have got me on a trial period, but I look to Colin and potentially to John. But in terms of anything else, um, not, nothing that we're aware of. Um, as I say, we went through the salary. We made it very clear that we don't offer Booper and company cars in Uttlesford, sadly. Um, so that's crystal clear about that. So um, she's coming on, on our terms, as it were, in terms of the way that we operate uh, our, um, our pay uh, and um, benefits and, and, and general employment package. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think there's anything. As far as... Um, uh, a short term, I don't know. Uh, thank you, Chairman. The, the post is subject to the normal terms and conditions, which means there's a six-month probationary period, um, and it's subject to the terms of the Council's pay policy, so it's uh, essentially the salary. Councillor Artis. 
Yes, I too am sure that you've done a, done a grand job. Um, because I'm just not aware of how it works, um, could you just explain um, where the pension liability lies, please? The, the, the post is, um, uh, will be part of the Essex Pension Fund at the moment and it will sit with the Essex Pension Fund when, uh, assuming the Council approves the appointment, when, when, when uh, Dawn French transfers here. So, but any liability, I don't know what you mean by liability as such, but um, it, uh, you know, it, it's, it's part of the Essex Pension Fund, it's a pensionable post. No one else? So we're going to go to a vote. And we're voting just the once on the um, three issues, which is the agreement of appointing Dawn French into the post, the salary of 105000 and the interim arrangements for both Michael Perry and Roger Harborough. And in the interest of giving the press a day off, does everyone understand the question? Yes. Yes? Okay. So all those in favour? Well, thanks very much for that, and uh, I, I think that's a, a great endorsement for Dawn, and she's very keen to meet everybody, and as and when she can, wants to go out into all your individual pa patches to understand um, what the issues are there, and also to meet and understand you, um, so that she can work more effectively with you, and that's something I uh, totally and absolutely encourage. So, um, a welcome to Dawn, uh, but clearly as one arrives, so one uh, retires. Uh, John, uh, and this is, this, is, this is the last time we're all gathered together. This is not John's farewell as far as uh, the council is concerned, uh, but uh, we don't have another council meeting uh, whilst John is still with us. He's going on the, uh, the 11th of December, so I just wanted to just say a few words. Uh, we have said words and there will be more words, but uh, um, <coughs> just tonight, uh, to, just to say that um, John has been a local government for 37 years. He obviously started very young um, and uh, he's been in Uttlesford for nearly 14 years starting as head of planning and building surveying and chief executive since 2008. Um, I, I think we've said before uh, but we should remind ourselves that John took over at a time of great challenge. Uh, there had been significant change at the top of the organisation. Um, there were financial pressures um, and uh, John came and he steadied the ship uh, as well as working with others uh, to sort out the, finan the finances. Um, it was a challenging time when the council had to make uh, a number, quite a number of redundancies and that is uh, very awkward as you'll experience from your other lives. Uh, but I think throughout that, and this is one of uh, the great testimonies to John. The spirit of Uttlesford District Council carried on. It shone through. And um, people feed back to me, I like working here. There's a good family atmosphere. And uh, that's certainly something that we will want to see carried on. And I'm sure will. 
It's not meant to be a cushy number. By being a nice place to work doesn't mean to say that you laze around. Um, and I don't think that's possible because there's, a, there's, a, there's an awful lot to do. But you can create, and John ensures that it happens, the right working environment. Uh, I mean, it's had a very busy agenda, having, having overcome those early challenges. Uh, we've obviously been through the uh, local plans, still are. Um, we uh, went through a number of iterations with potential partnership arrangements with Harlow Council, with South Cams Council, uh, demanding times. Uh, we've looked continuously at the organisation to make sure that it's fit for purpose, uh, to make sure that we can carry on uh, with uh, you, you know, having a robust uh, financial base. Um, and uh, all of these have been met uh, professionally. Uh, I, I want to give my personal thanks because... Um, John has always given me wise counsel and I think has given that to uh, all parties and I think that's uh, one of his great strengths. He's been totally impartial uh, in terms of the way that uh, he's approached the council. Um, and you've always felt that there has been a strong hand on the tiller and that's basically what we need in a chief executive, somebody who we can go up to, uh, ask advice, who listens, that you find a joint way forward. Um, all the, um, uh, the prospective chief executives uh, said, talked about the relationship between, um, well, the leader, but it's not just the leader, uh, between councillors and, and the chief executive, recognised the importance, and John got that uh, absolutely right. So, um, John, we're going to miss you. Um, and uh, at this stage, uh, but as I say, we will, we will talk again. We wish you a very happy, lengthy and enjoyable retirement. Thank you very much indeed. Well, thank you very much for those uh, extremely kind words, Leader. Um, I've got a few I'd like to say back, and they are kind. So. <laughs> um, it uh, seems logical and appropriate, I think, that after 14 years on the Council, this should be my last Council meeting now that we've just appointed Dawn French to be a new Chief Executive. It is a logical time to step aside. I checked my diary before I came here, and um, it's a fact that I have never missed a single Council meeting since I was appointed Chief Executive, but I can also say I shall never miss having to come to another one. So... Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's quite nice. And I am privileged to be a rare person this day and age, a chief executive who is leaving at a time of his own choosing rather than somebody else's. And I'm proud that I leave the council in a much better shape than I found it. Because when I took this role on, as Howard said, we were in dire financial trouble. We had staff morale at rock bottom. We were doing compulsory redundancies. There was a total humiliation feeling about the place and we were facing a very uncertain future and then a few months later we had all the trouble with lands banking and all that as well to, to put on top of it and we were so bad that we were named in parliament as one of the three most at-risk councils in the country and so far did our reputation spread that I was even interviewed by the Los Angeles Times about what was going on in Uttlesford, which was interesting. But you, in contrast, uh, and my successor Dawn French, you can face the challenges of the future from as strong a position as any district council in the land. You really can. And we'll get an idea of just what those challenges are uh, tomorrow when the Chancellor makes his autumn statement. Uh, and our strong position, as Howard has said, it's not down to luck or anything like that. It's down to um, sound and disciplined management. 
over a prolonged period and by agreeing and sticking to priorities. You get that right and you get anything right. I have to say I want to make some reference to my colleagues. I've been very proud to work with the talented management teams I've got, only Michael of whom is here today, but uh, for obvious reasons. And I've also got incredibly talented and devoted staff, all of whom will go the extra mile for me and for the community they serve. I have to mention here Sue Kempster, my PA, who is totally superb. And I must also mention, I think, Adrian Webb, excuse me, I get a froggy throat, which I do, who is an absolute um, tower of strength. He's played a leading role in creating the path to recovery. He's uh, worked very tirelessly for this council and he's highly regarded by all the staff. I must mention Colin as well, who was with us at the darkest hours and I'm really glad that he uh, um, was able to help us with the recruitment process. It was a source of great assurance to me. And finally, I have to mention Peter. You won't be expecting this, but the um, part of my job is the returning officer and I haven't got a clue. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I've got Peter and his democratic team who've done such a great job in May uh, with the um, combined poll, general uh, district and parish poll on top of that with in, um, individual electoral registration you can thank Peter for the fact that most of you are here today because I think it was, it was touch and go for that so it was great so um, I wish you and my successor and the council every success, every one of you. And I hope that uh, you're going to use the strong position we're in to make long-lasting and wise decisions uh, considered and reflective for the benefit of the whole community. I've worked for lots of different councils and I can honestly say this is brilliant. So don't break it. It's a really good council. So thank you all very much.